This is the Jerry Callahan Show. Welcome back. We've been off uh, for, I think, actually a week now. Um, been just, I've been working. I know you guys are doing your thing. Craig's car has been messed up. Uh, I just checked the mail. I do not have an invite to Mayor Wu's holiday party, so I'm a little upset about that. I wonder why I did not get it. Um, maybe, maybe, or maybe you time. got the invite. Maybe you got the invite, and then they apologized and rescinded it because you were not I, the correct race for the holiday party. Because I didn't get it accidentally. Did, that's what they did to all the non uh, of color electeds in the city of Boston, who were accidentally invited to the electeds of color holiday party. And yeah, could you could you imagine getting you, that notification? Hey, who actually invited the who invited the whites? We were <laughs> not supposed to. We had one rule here: no whites. Right, and the apology isn't, the apology isn't, you know, oops, we didn't mean to make a segregated holiday yeah. party. The apology oh. is, oh, sorry, we didn't mean to invite right, you. I, sorry, we've, we're correcting the error now. And, you are not invited to our holiday don't party. Don't worry, no Craig. About, loud. Go ahead, Craig. Uh, I just got a piece of paper slipped to me by Newsmax. Okay. Um, we need to announce formally and just real natural that obviously we aren't Jerry. We are not Jerry, but Jerry did get his uh, hopefully final um, injection into his uh, throat or whatever he's getting. So hopefully that one is the one that uh, the one that takes. But no, we are we are not Jerry. Uh, at least for myself, I don't know how you guys identify. I am not Jerry Callahan. Not Jerry Callahan. No, nope. I'm not Jerry Callahan. No. Nope. Okay. So he he is not here. Uh, but hopefully the one that he got yesterday works. But we got a lot to get to. Um, we got the new polls that came out, which. <laughs> Believe it or not, Orange Man's doing better. Uh, an absolutely insane statement out of Jasmine Crockett. I haven't heard of her until yesterday, and it's kind of eerie with the new Civil War thing. Will Farrell just reminds you how unfunny he is, and uh, a lot more to get to. But let's get into the man of the hour, Hunter Biden. Uh, the president says the uh, smartest man he knows, um, which is which is truly something. Uh, there's a lot going into this. Let's let's first play his little. His little statement yesterday, um, not under oath, but which Byron Donalds puts out. This is just a stage thing. Uh, well, yeah, let's, let's play uh, the smartest man we know. He doesn't do the, the deposition because he would have had to plead the fifth and look guilty. But I want yes. everyone to focus on his teeth falling out of his face during this whole thing. It's very funny. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma. Not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. <laughs> not, a, not as an artist is my favorite line. I and mean, we, we've discussed this many a times that my favorite racketeering thing that they have is not one of their, you know, plenty shell companies. It's the fact that they give this crackhead, they're, they're trying to pretend that this guy um, can do painting, you know, the paintings are worth $250,000. The fact that he has to say that and he says it with a straight face and then you'll have people like Brian Krastestein come out, they're like, listen, do you hear him? He's innocent. It's like, he was just saying, he just mentioned his father, nothing to do with his paintings that went for a fuck. I don't think I said it, a quarter million dollars. Okay? <laughs> nothing about this is genuine. No, of course not. And 
you'll notice that the words keep shifting. It used to be that Biden had nothing whatsoever to do with the business. Now it's he's just not financially involved. So the goalposts keep moving. Obviously, first it was he had never met or seen or even like heard of any of Hunter Biden's clients when he's an international businessman. Never even talked to any of them. Nothing. Well, I did talk to them. I did meet with them. We had some, you know, dinners and lunches, but we only talked about the weather, just the weather. We only talked about that. Now it's he's just not financially involved. So, you know, he was involved, but they didn't talk money, I guess. Or maybe the fact that Joe Biden is literally the product that Hunter Biden is selling to all these international people, access to this politically connected guy. That's the idea of all of Hunter Biden's businesses. Maybe that means he's not technically financially involved, just like, you know, the cheeseburger at McDonald's isn't financially involved in the business dealings. But, you know, it. The goalpost will continue to move. I'm sure we're not done here. Next, it's going to be like, sure, he took checks, you know, but I think uh, it was, was it AOC who said that there's no witnesses to any of this? You know, it was, he yeah, took, yeah. there were no witnesses there's, to anybody actually. There's no, there's no laptop, there's no laptop uh, with a bunch of evidence <laughs> that didn't right. happen. That was disinformation. The FBI said that five years ago it was just right wing disinformation. Um, yeah, we all know it's all baloney. They know it's baloney too. And uh, right now the, the media is in a weird spot. So like, we really have to cover this. Like, uh, you know, like, like. The right wing's not right on this. Like this guy's not totally corrupt, and Biden's not, you know, tied to the hip to his son on these business dealings. Um, so it's a tough spot for them. The only thing that I'm curious about, and it could go, you know, probably two or three different ways. Why is this coming out now? Did the Bidens, you know, sign off on this to uh, distract us from something? Are they throwing this out there to pretend like they are, you know, the d- judicial system's not broken in this country? Hey, look, they go after everybody. I don't. Or is the DNC that I think is totally split? Are they doing this right now to make Biden look bad, to do the best thing for their party, which is get this guy out of there by all means necessary. Give him the narrative of, hey, listen, you know, my, my son, he's the reason he did a bunch of these corrupt things. He's he's deeply troubled. He's he has addiction. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, he's smoking Parmesan, you know, from the rug. I think uh, it's not right now. It's not best for me to run for president. I'm a fa- I'm a family man first. You guys know that I'm going to be here for my son. I'm going to step down and look after Hunter. No, your second your second point, I think, is the right one. See, they're going after everyone because nothing's going to happen to him. So it's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. just, if, if it does, they'll just pardon him. They're kind of testing to see what they can get away with here because his original deal was the no jail time plea deal that he had that was so obscene that the judge was like, I've never seen anything like this. What are you doing here? Are you serious? Get back to me when you have an actual charges here because this is so insane. And now they've come back with this, which is Once again, not quite what the rest of us would be charged with had we not paid millions and millions of dollars of taxes on purpose. I mean, I have known people who have addiction problems. Very few of them have failed (laughs) to pay millions, millions of dollars of taxes. It's not a normal thing that happens. But yeah, they're going to pull out the troubled sun line. But yeah, then they'll see, will this make the problem go away? They're already trying again with the, oh, nobody would be charged with this much unless their name were Hunter Biden. They're actually going after him harder because he's the president's son. He's being punished more unfairly than the rest of us would be. So they're trying that. And I mean, they're going to see if that sticks and makes all these Hunter issues disappear. Like, okay, well, now justice has been served. Now we can move on. if that doesn't work, then I think they'll have to come up with something new. Yeah, it's it's 
It's pathetic. It's, it's embarrassing. The one thing that uh, Byron Donalds points out in this video is that he is not under oath there. Like mm-hmm. I see a lot of a lot of the Democrats like, oh, he's under oath. You know, blah blah. blah. He's not. So he's outside on a sidewalk. Yeah, it's very yeah. staged. Like remember, like the first year um, of of Biden's quote unquote presidency, where everything he was doing was staged. Like all the rooms, the different weird backdrops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything was always staged. That always like his COVID shot. His COVID shots yeah. were like on a movie set. Right. Yeah, it, it's, they yeah, have it's that like, building like across the street, that office building where they have in the basement that set mm-hmm. that looks like the White House but isn't the White House. Yeah, and it's just like look, you can just do normal stuff. Like you do stuff like that. It gives people who like you know have a conspiratorial mind like why are you doing this? Because there's no real nor- normal answer to that. So this is very staged. I would love to see Hunter Biden under oath because if you have to tell the truth, there is so much evidence there. Well, he'll he'll be you know found guilty instantaneously. It'll bring down. Um, it'll bring down his father, but that's why they're giving off the, you know, the appearance. Like, listen, he's, you know, he's answering to the questions. The one thing that I was confused about with the timing, of all this was he appeared on a podcast, I think 10 days ago. Now you may ask, was he on Joe Rogan? You know, what was he on? Uh, a very good show. What, what podcast was he on? He was on Moby's podcast. <laughs> Moby. I was like, why does it sound familiar? What, what songs did he have like 15, 20 years ago? Did any of a song like with Dido? Is that vaguely familiar? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah he, like he had a bunch. He had a, I forget the names of them, but he had like a bunch of radio hits. He he was successful at, at a, a, a point in time to the point like Eminem even was making fun of him. But yeah, I don't <laughs> listen to his podcast. I have not kept up with him. No, did I don't not think know he was alive. He had one. I don't know. So I don't think a lot of people did. It was a blast in the past. He's people probably getting paid a million dollars for it from some company that's trying to get into podcasts like Spotify paid. Well, yeah. A lot of Royal. a lot of right wing sleuths are bringing up um, some bits, some sound bits from the past of uh, of his podcast. And I guess Moby in the past, um, right when I think right around the time of the election, he mentions kind of casually that uh, the CIA has reached out to him. Like, why the hell is the CIA reaching out to this guy um, about slandering Trump? And I think even pushing like vaccine propaganda. And it's like, okay, well, if you listen to that three years ago, like this guy's a nobody, he's probably just saying this for attention. But then fast forward three years later and he has the president's son on his podcast. So I think it kind of gives a little credence to it. And uh, they're kind of why the, why the CIA is choosing this guy (laughs) as a a mouthpiece. I listen, I I can't explain. I'm not, uh, if I could, I would. Um, but do we have a quick little sound bit of a uh, hunter trying to turn himself into the, the the poor bad guy here, the victim? You have the people that are the most culpable of all. You have the people that literally just love to feed it because they think that it is some kind of a game. They think that it is some like the one thing about Elon Musk that I'm certain of is there's another very damaged human being. Yes. And he is. I say that he is the dumbest smart person. I think that the world has ever known. (laughs) To be fair, there are a lot of dumb, smart people. No, I know. But he now represents. I would say Rupert Murdoch is upset. You know. But you know what? It's like Elon Musk doesn't care about the goddamn First Amendment. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And here, so pause this right all here. of pause this here. idea so, that that part right there is very interesting because the CIA, the, the three letter agencies were all over Twitter in the past. They pretty much mm-hmm. admitted it. The, you know, the community notes, everything, Facebook they're involved in. Right. So when Elon Musk took over, they're not mad because free speech is out there. They're mad because they can't control what is, quote unquote, free speech and what is disinformation. So the fact that Moby is the one that they have Hunter on to talk about this, I think it just proves it just proves that. I just also the looked CIA at the definitely uh, was involved here. I, I looked at mm-hmm. the uh, list of Moby hits. I actually don't recognize any of these names, so I probably <laughs> have to hear them to maybe. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know how this guy ended up being on the CIA's, you know. 
um, speed dial, but he definitely did. So I think it's very interesting that they attack Elon Musk. Elon Musk has done nothing, nothing bad. He was an absolutely weird guy, total weird. You know, I think he probably blames autism. I think it's his fault, Uh, but he's definitely a weird, weird cat, but he's done nothing wrong. They don't like Elon Musk because they no longer have an in to push their government approved propaganda. And the fact that Hunter is attacking him here, that is why. That is 100% why. He's done nothing bad to, to Hunter Biden. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much the clip. He he keeps going on saying that he's being railroaded, everything that we've heard. They're doing this because he's a Biden. It, it's an absolute sham. And my favorite thing that the liberals say is, oh, yeah, you know, if the, everyone, uh, what's the name? Kushner got a pass for being tied to the Trumps. Like, what do you mean Kushner got a pass? Like, they try to make out like Kushner is this super corrupt guy that made all this money because of Trump. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I would like to see this go, you know, actual under oath. And um, if Hunter is innocent, listen, like you guys say is let's, let's see it. Let the, let the courts decide. Uh, imagine a room where Clarence Thomas looking at uh, Hunter Biden. That's a mismatch. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's a, that's a bit of a mismatch, but let's transition into a, a once very funny guy. Uh, I'm 31 now. I'll be 32 next month. Uh, my childhood, one of my favorite movies um, was old school. Um, this gentleman uh, was very funny. Uh, used to be very funny. Uh, most recently I've seen him was when I'm watching late nights after a dozen cocktails or so. I'll stay up to 1 a.m. Um, as most normal people do watching Major League Soccer. And this guy is a uh, owner of a team out in L.A. And he comes off kind of likable, but then he does something like this once once every other year. And like, oh, my God, what happened to this man? Play Forget this about the entertainment world. Isn't it, isn't it just time? Isn't it just time for women to run the planet? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, ser- I'm not just trying to placate you, I swear. But I don't know what else to do because we, men, uh, we've been running the show since, what, 10,000 BC? Something like that. And we're not doing so good. So, please, can you guys just take over? I like uh, this guy was just singing boats and hose on stage with Snoop Dogg like three <laughs> weeks ago. Now he's now he's doing this. That's very it's very funny. Where was that speech? Where, where was that? Who's been in control the last three years? That's the Women in Entertainment Gala. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm of course he's gonna say stuff like that there. That's not like he's you don't, just, have, to, you don't have to go that pathetic though. You, you, you don't. don't but what are you gonna go up there and be like? You know, women, we got this. I know this is to empower you, but. Take a seat, please. Yeah, but you, there's a, there's a difference between what you just said and what what he said. There's a, there's a sweet little happy medium there. Well, it's but it's less it's really less egregious. Entertainment that was like like women should just actually run the whole world. It's way less egregious doing it at that event than anywhere else. I just wish some uh, some woman shrieked. Well, who's been running the last three years? Like you guys have had control of absolutely everything, right? Orange man's gone and the world's going to hell. So maybe it's not a men women thing. Um, and by the way, aren't there more than one, you know, two genders? So that's be, be careful. Will. I don't want I don't want to cancel you for that, but, but I will, if I have to, uh, just an absolutely embarrassing video. He even looks pathetic. He mm. just sounds pathetic. Uh, Will Ferrell, very annoying to see, sad to see. Um, I, I listened a little bit to, um, Allison, her husband's podcast last night. So they're all over this. Uh, and I agree with Tom wholeheartedly, but we have a new word salad, uh, thing rolled out there by the white house. And this is the new save plan. Um, they're being genuinely honest about this. It is taking your tax dollars and buying votes. Um, mm-hmm. And so the one thing I was confused about, 
is this your traditional student loan forgiveness or is this different type of loan forgiveness? Because the same plan, they, they're throwing me off the scent, I think. So this was originally there used to be a program that if you worked a certain number of uh, years in public service, there were like specific jobs that it was for. Okay. Then you could apply. I think it was like 10 years and, you know, in the armed forces or other things, you could ha- your loans would go away. They would disappear. And so... Um, Not that many people had like applied and been approved for this program. So Biden, by executive action, just decided they were going to start like putting people in the program. And so they're calling it like fixing the program. So, I mean, I know people that have now had loans forgiven that didn't like apply or do anything or even know that this was happening. They just like opened their loan website one day and it was like zero balance. The president Biden gave you some money, like our money, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. um, But yeah, this is one couple and they wrote a letter to Biden a few months ago when they got their loans forgiven. And he was so touched by their letter, thanking him for personally giving them all this money that he gave them a call. Before we hit play real quick, Craig, I was going to set it for people who are listening to this audio only. Um, it's a white couple, which was surprising to me. But and they're, they look, Wisconsin. <laughs> they're in Wisconsin, which they swing so there's buying votes. But if you want to get an idea, what do these two people look like you're about to hear? I would say they're probably first or second cousins of John Fetterman. All right, play. The, the husband kind of looks like the dude from Pawn Stars. Just, he does. He does. He's not a good looking man. And Last the woman's not much better. And God love you. I still haven't paid mine off. God love you. Tanya, this is my husband, Chad. Hello. And um, I wrote a letter. She to looks like President she belongs Biden in Whoville. This past May, <laughs> thanking him for helping us with the forgiveness of the PSLF loan for my husband's student loans. Been told that I'm currently waiting for a phone call from President Biden. It's $73,000, says the caption. $73,000. That's insane. We gave them. By the way, this th- these two have never met before this shoot. <laughs> Doesn't really seem real. And it- He's way too excited to stare at that. I'll just say that. <laughs> just shocking that this little letter has gone so far. <laughs> just waiting. Just waiting. All right. Hey, Tanya and Chad, Joe Biden, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Well, I called to say thank you for the lovely letter. It was life-changing. Um, thanks to you, and thanks for you for fixing the program. I'm glad it was helpful to you. Where in Milwaukee do you live? We're actually in Bayview, which is just outside of downtown Milwaukee. We can now, in our 50s, begin to save for retirement. 50s? Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hip pause. So, Whoa, dude, this, this woman Hip-pause. is mid-60s minimum. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, well, that, that's it. But also... You don't, these people don't deserve to have anything forgiven. If you're in your mid fifties, quote unquote, and you haven't started saving anything, <laughs> you're not fiscally responsible. I'm 32. I don't have any savings. It's because I have a gambling addiction. That's, what they, that's why. Okay. I'm not saying forgiven. You're not claiming I, to be. Yeah. Listen, that's fine. You're in your mid fifties. You're just starting to save now because Joe Biden, you know, executive order. Wasn't, away, the, or, uh, it's, was, wasn't the whole thing paid off their house. That's like a kind of saving. Wasn't this and, whole thing supposed to be for like current students. And if you were past a certain age, you weren't supposed to get this. Correct. Yeah, that was the first thing. This is a different program that he's, that he's fixing. My favorite thing that said his entire clip and I'm sorry, sick of it. So don't worry about playing the rest is Joe Biden makes a joke. He's like, Oh yeah. I haven't paid off my mortgage yet either. He like, did, what the hell? You just, he, who are you, who you're are you a kidding? millionaire. He yes, opened, he opened with that. He opened with that. 
The yes. only reason, the only reason he hasn't paid off his house if he hasn't is because it's probably financially smart for him to get a mortgage if he can get a super low interest rate and invest the money elsewhere because it's basically free money. If you don't he think he's getting the percent interest rate like the uh, Joe Schmoes are? Oh, no. I think he has a locked in nice interest rate on that. However many million dollar Delaware beach house that he has. I think he uh, I think he's doing pretty well. And yeah. I. You know, for him to be like, oh, I haven't paid off my house. I'm just regular Joe. Yeah, like, I'm just regular if you're, Joey. For- if you're watching live right now, comment uh, comment, and tell us how much money you guys saved with this save plan. <laughs> Let us- well, yeah. right. And like, so then, yeah, at the beginning of the video, she's just saying like, we just paid off our house because you gave us $73,000. I mean, like, I haven't paid off my house. I paid off my student loans first. And because... I know that their student loans are super annoying. You can discharge them in bankruptcy. They last with you forever. They'll dock your pay for the rest of your life. All that stuff. Lead paint, though, too. You don't forget that. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. We won't get into that one today. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm never going to pay off my house for the rest of my life because we deleted it. And that's all rolled into our mortgage now. So I'm going to be 100 by the time our house is paid off. But that's, you know, they're taking my money. And your money and all of our money who don't have our houses paid off, who haven't saved for retirement yet, who all this stuff. And we're giving it to Tanya and Chad in Wisconsin. And Biden's perfectly happy to take the credit. I'm so glad my program helped you guys out. So glad I was able to do this for you guys. Like, you didn't do anything. You just took our money and gave it to them so they would vote for you. Like, what kind of psychos? The the vibes I get from this is I like like Shaquille O'Neal a lot. And he does a lot of good videos where he'll like go through like a Walmart and like pick out like a little family who's probably less fortunate. And he'll buy like $2,000 worth of uh, Christmas presents for them. And he'll be like, hey, no problem. This is the same energy that Joe Biden's giving off. Exactly. One's actually going out of his back pocket and paying for something. The other one's taking our money and doing the same thing. He's like, hey, no problem. You got it. Vote for me. Mm-hmm. Absolute clown. It's embarrassing. And, and that's feel- the reality of student loan forgiveness. This is not the exception. This is the rule. On average, people with student loan debts are richer than people without student loan debts. They tend to be more financially stable. They have more assets. They're in a higher income distribution. This is It's taking from people who have less to give to people who have more. A huge amount of student debt is graduate student debt, in particular people mm-hmm. who go to law school and medical school. You know, I have a lawyer in my family who went to law school she has an enormous amount of student debt but she also right out of law school was offered jobs paying one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year so that's the people that joe biden wants to give money to out of the pockets of regular working people which is just absolutely wild it's purely a vote getting scheme that's all it is and it's so disgusting and embarrassing that that's like where the country has come to and you know, it's a reaction to the polls. That's what it is. That's why they're putting out little videos like this because they're saying, you know, Joe Biden's the guy who's handing out money. Yeah, he's the one who buy your vote. The thing, the example that I always think of, um, as I'm driving through West Virginia and I see these people are barely getting by, I'm like, these people are getting probably still getting not as bad as me, but they're getting their tax money to pay off these loans. And I don't think of the doctors. I don't think of the lawyers. I think of these mid twenties probably baristas at Starbucks who have $200,000 worth of college loans because they went to school to get a major in that 50 years ago would have been an SNL skit. Like these majors that are going to take you nowhere. Like if you're taking out these huge loans to actually go make real adult money, 
I, I get that, but it's these universities that absolutely just program these kids, send them off in the real world, a bunch of debt. It's like, why should this guy barely making it in the hills of West Virginia have to have his tax dollars go to some moron barista, uh, you know, on the on the shore of uh, of New Jersey to pay this off? That that's the more insulting thing. It's, well, right, it, and you know, criminal. every every student loan that we have to forgive for somebody that can't pay it back because they can't get a decent job with their idiotic degree, we should take that right out of the universities. We should go back and we should say to the university, you sold this person an absolutely garbage degree and now you owe the American taxpayers because the American taxpayers are funding all these fancy buildings and DEI offices and athletic complexes and administrators and you know departments of gender studies and all this stuff that's all on the taxpayers because so much of college education is subsidized by the united states government it's absolutely ridiculous and the colleges need to feel the pinch of this what they're doing because it's a scam perpetrated on the american people it de- it definitely is the one thing i would say against that is this the colleges the, how much money they make this that is kind of capitalism if you are dumb enough to go to school for five years before your degree that is worthless so you know how many kids i know or well, like at least six years ago that i knew personally were at the fifth year of college and you asked them what their major was like oh i'm undecided it's like what the hell are you doing here other than putting on 50 pounds since high school and develop you know alcoholism like what what is your Nothing actual wrong with real that. plan here so if you're if you're true well, I did that without one college, so a little cheaper, cheaper route. Uh, no loans for that. One year. Okay, I did one year all on my own. I did one adult. one year, and I I found my true path was the drinking side of it. Yes, yes, I'm a big big fan of that. So, so I get it for the college, but that should not be on the taxpayers to to pick up that bill, to foot that bill. And then I know it's the Democrats say, oh, it's a lazy argument. There are a lot of people that we all know personally, and if you don't know them personally, ask you'll find them pretty quickly. That actually made real life decisions to to go to community college or pick up a trade mm-hmm. because they, they did not want to have these loans down the road. So it's definitely not fair to them. It's lazy, short-sighted thing. I don't know if it's going to work for them because I think it's going to tick more people off is than the actual boats. It pisses me off. I literally have not been so angry watching a video as watching the Tanya and Chad video in like years. I was so upset. It was like, I can't believe we just paid off Tanya and Chad's house. I hate Tanya yeah, I hate. I hate Tanya and Chad. <laughs> Disgusting, deplorable people. Chad being uh, that happy with her is upsetting me the most. Yeah. 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 Gross, gross. But um, got a few more things to get into. Um, but first, excuse me. Today's Callahan show is sponsored by my pillow. Go to mypillow.com. Use code word Jerry G E R R Y for huge discounts. For example, the standard, my pillow normally 69 98 is only 1998 with code word Jerry. My pillows made in the USA comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. It makes a great gift. Get it now to support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow. Not only are you helping us out, but you're joining the fight against cancel culture. My pillow, as you know, not available in big box stores, but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. MyPillow.com, code word Jerry, 800-893-7406, promo code Jerry. So last week I was just minding my own business on Twitter late night. And I saw a trailer to a very, very, very weird, creepily, eerily weird movie. Uh, I thought Jack Posobiec share it. 
And um, what are you thinking? I was like, oh, what could be a creepy movie? It's about a civil war about here, too. It's not like in a foreign country or you know some space foreign war. It's very realistic looking. They must have a good budget because it, it looks what I think what a modern-day civil war would look like. Very creepy. And you'd say to yourself, who cares? Just the movie. Well, go back five, six years ago. Go back seven, eight years ago. There were a lot of movies about pandemics. And when we were all locked in, locked down at home to stay away from the boogeyman, I remember going on Netflix after going through a bunch of series and like things that are recommended for me. And we would watch them. Like, look at, I remember looking at Alex like, this is exactly what's happening right now. Like, are we, are we freaked out a little bit? Like, is this, is this, you know, programmed to, uh, you know, intentionally? This war movie is very creepy. And play, can you play the trailer first? And then we'll play some statements. Yeah, coming. But like the thing, the thing I don't understand with like this uh, Civil War stuff is like, if you were going to go the realistic route, what side's going to win? The side with all the guns or the side with like finger painted free Palestine signs? Well, I don't think there is going to be one. I don't need the rhetoric. The rhetoric the last four or five years has been very dangerous. I mean, we have our own politicians kind of pushing this thing. And but just hit, hit play on this. I think it's very creepy. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The future president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I'm just aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered. That's, very that's great pretty. That's defeat. pretty much it. You get the idea. I don't know. I think it's pretty, pretty eerie, um, just because they do put this stuff out there, and then you know, they kind of speak it into existence and kind of numb people to uh, the reality. I don't think we'll have it, but forever. Um, since Trump was running the first time, they said if this happens, you know, they'll, they'll ruin the country. We'll have a civil war, blah, blah, blah. And they're getting mm-hmm. these people so damn worked, you know, worked up. They have people worked up to the point now where they can't condemn rape uh, and, and murder, you know, overseas. No, they're for it. So they're for they, it. They're pro they can, Hamas doing that's it. That's it. So they can create who's the, who's the enemy. And, uh, and it can be your own, your own fellow uh, American citizen. And when you have these lunatics like Jasmine Crockett, Hand up. I've never heard of her until I saw this clip saying stuff like this. It's this is not this is in this is absolutely insanity. This is a way that if Trump said this, like, oh, he's actually being inflammatory. And I would agree. But he's never said anything nearly as bad as this. And right now we know that they are continually trying to tear us down from within. When we swore our oath, we swore our oath to protect against enemies, foreign and domestic. And let me tell you something. Those of us that serve on oversight, especially those of us that are specifically Democrats, I feel like we are constantly fighting domestic enemies and no one should feel that way. The American people should be outraged right now. Outraged. They should be outraged for different reasons. Ask Steve Scalise, who's the real enemy. Oh, yeah. No, and that's honestly why I I actually kind of disagree with Craig a little, even though I think... You know, one side does have all the guns and is all into that. I think Democrats are legitimately dangerous people and they should not be underestimated. And they have worked really hard to take over the 
you know, like the army and they, they well, absolutely will kill people well, in my, <laughs> in my head, afraid to, in my head, it's like, all right, well, they're U S citizens to the army. What side do the most, like 90% the of thing. them lay on? I, I would, I would say a majority of the army would do their job. They would follow orders. Well, and especially kill I think, their own people. I think, well, you know, 10 years ago, that was probably true, but they have worked really, really hard to get, you know, right wing people out of the army, both by this ideological cleansing done by people like Millie, who say that, um, you know, white rage is the greatest threat to our national security. And he's tried to get rid of all the right wing people out of the army um, by, you know, doing the COVID vaccine mandates in the army and making sure they get rid of all the people that felt like that about the COVID vaccine. Um, and you see the videos coming out of like the drag queens in the Navy um, you, and they're they're enforcing an ideology in the army and in all the armed forces that that they're trying to make sure that the that they control that arm of the u.s government i feel like reason, that's that's believe. swinging back though so they, they kick people out over liking trump posts and stuff like they they're mm-hmm. our army's being infiltrated from within and well and let me ask you craig because you have kids and like would you ever tell them to join the armed forces like under biden and Millie and Austin and all these people like this. I wouldn't tell them regardless who the president was. If they wanted to do it themselves, that's fine. But I would never be like, hey, you should do this. This would be pretty sick. But I mean, like, I never would even let my kids now. Like, I think it's I think it's garbage. And, you know, we have people reach out to us sometimes, email us and say that the morale is absolutely in the toilet. Everybody who does anything real in the armed forces is leaving as quick as they possibly Mm -hmm. can because it's so ideological and it's just a mess. And their their recruitment posts, if you look at those, they're like recruiting. I saw one that was, you know, based on your star sign, which branch should you apply for? They're trying to recruit the absolute worst people to the armed forces. It's crazy. It's it's sick. Yeah, so I, I agree. I agree, Alice. Like, I, like I said, I think it's a far-fetched idea, but um, you you never know, and we hope we never hope it never gets to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing that makes it very tricky, uh, which I guess would be a good thing here, is this country. Look at look at a you know electoral map. It's not just split in half, right? It's kind of like the coast versus everybody. So let's just hope we never get there. But our government, I would not put anything past them. Like if you live past what we just lived through with the COVID and people mm-hmm. getting fired and everything, I'm not putting anything past anybody anymore. Sorry, I can say it's far-fetched. I don't think it'll happen, but I'll, I'm pretty much not going to rule anything out. The most uh, far-fetched part of the trailer is that they have California and Texas on the that same That confused side. the ever-living hell out of me. Like, that confused I know the they're hell probably trying not to tie it too directly to real current events, but that was the most ridiculous part. I think I, I just thinking, like, they're thinking I, of Austin, Texas. I was like, Texas and California? Yeah. Yeah, Austin, Texas, and that's it. That part made absolutely no no sense. But um, let's move on to the state of the Republicans and the nominee for an election that's going to be 11 months away. Uh, we have new new polls uh, out there that <laughs> from from Bloomberg that show the orange man is up killing at least it. Two, two points, two percent in all the swing states, every single one. My confidence, my confidence in the office has never been higher talking politics right now. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah orange, just, orange man, orange yeah. man is surging, absolutely surging. So that is good to see. That is not encouraging. And the one, the one thing that I saw that the biggest takeaway is, I'm not surprised when I see the two percent with Trump. People are sick of this. People like Trump. They now understand. Maybe I was wrong on this guy. They were going after him. Russia, Russia, Russia. All BS. I think people can all realize that now. The one thing that I saw that shocked me is that right now, if Donald Trump woke up tomorrow and said, "Hey, I want to, you know, I'm gonna join Live Golf. I'm done with politics. This, that, the other. I'm out. Uh, I'm starting an OnlyFans. I'm done with politics." Haley 
is up 17 points on Biden if Trump was just gone? That's no. Right, they keep pushing that. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about that. So here's the thing: she's everyone so electable. No, she's not. Everyone's against DeSantis right now because it seems like it's DeSantis versus Trump, so they're picking sides and all that. But if Trump went away, most of them are going to be like, "All right, let's get real for a second. (laughs) At least I think most people, if if Trump left tomorrow, most people are going. Vivek becomes a nominee. I think Vivek and and DeSantis would pick up most of his votes. I don't think most Trump voters would go for Nikki Haley, which you know, there's been this. Um, narrative kind of floating around with like the dispatch and bulwark kind of Republicans, these moderate Republicans who love Haley, that Trump should pick Haley as a VP. And um, I think Don Jr. was on somewhere. It might even have been Newsmax. I forget where I saw the clip he was on saying he would do anything to make sure that didn't happen. Newsmax is currently uh, in Ukraine somewhere. Yeah, they are, that the the one statement that Newsmax yesterday for no reason the uh, the founder of uh, them came out with a wild clip. No one's talking about Ukraine. He comes out with an absolutely insane clip. Yikes! <laughs> we will avoid that thing like the plague. And before you play this clip, something I do find interesting uh, to kind of patch into the Haley being up seventeen percent on Biden in these polls. I don't know where they're coming from. Is David Portnoy, who I like a lot, I think we all like, mm-hmm. um, came out and said he's going to vote for Trump. Anybody but Biden. He's that bad. But he said his idealistic candidate would be Nikki Haley. And I've heard a lot of people who I even know personally, the guy don't mind this Haley. So I don't I don't get the appeal to her. I don't get it either. But I don't I get it people whatsoever. saying it. I saw a bumper sticker the other She's day. Nikki Haley bumper sticker. She's pointing her fully loaded heels at people and making them <laughs> vote for her. I do know one person in New Hampshire who's not on board Nikki Haley, and I have proof. And do um, they like Chris Christie? Oh no, no, I haven't met one Chris Christie supporter yet. Montante, that was a terrific segue. I wanted to point it out. Um, you sound really good. You're a strong speaker. Some of your policies I do agree with. You sound like a Democrat sometimes. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> she a immediately face, looks yeah. like she's going to murder them. Great state of New <laughs> yeah. Hampshire right there. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a great, that's a very, Although very funny she's clip. she's doing pretty well in New Hampshire, to be honest, which is crazy to me. But it's, when it comes well, down to election day... It's she won't matter at all. Yeah, correct. But if she gets delegates there and then it goes to South Carolina where she'll also she's not going to win, but she'll also get delegates there. She might get she could stay in this thing and drag it out and just be it would be so annoying. My boy Kennard's going to get dragged when when it comes well, to South Carolina because uh, he was uh, her lieutenant governor. <laughs> he's a little corrupt, but he's part of my I family. Have, <laughs> I have a I have a, a thought in mind that I'm going to get to and it involves DeSantis, but. DeSantis, now, I, I have a new new idea in my mind. I can't get out of it because I keep seeing more and more proof to furthermore back up this uh, vision I have. I think DeSantis knows he, he's being realistic now. He is not going to be the guy. Uh, I am now starting to have visions of a DeSantis VP to Nikki Haley ticket uh, going into things. Shut up. From what I see, DeSantis now is taking – the similar role that Vivek has, and he's being the mouthpiece to go against Trump, where Vivek is being the mouthpiece for Trump. Because right here, he's polling terribly. He makes this point, and this is a big point amongst people who do not like Trump, and I get what they're saying to a point. If you take away all context, this is a good question. This is a good zinger. Play this. Donald Trump, he says... Everything he did in COVID was right. That's what he says. He will never admit a mistake. He says everything he did was right, including elevating Fauci, turning the government over to Fauci, 
not firing Fauci, and indeed on his last day in office, you know, did he help the people that that uh, that got caught up in the capital stuff that he told to go there? Did he do any support for them? No, uh. but he did give a commendation to Dr. Fauci on his last day in office. So, you know, to me, if he could even get elected, he is not going to want to revisit the COVID stuff because he's just going to view it as it's going to be potentially critical of him and he's not going to do it. And here's the thing. We all make mistakes and, and, and everything. And, and I've done things I've said, you know, in hindsight, knowing what we know now, how they handled it in his administration was wrong. OK, it was the wrong approach. Maybe no one had better information at the time, although I do think that they did get information soon and they should have reversed course. But put that aside. Knowing what we know now, would you still do the same things that you would do? His answer to that question is yes. And to me, that is disqualifying because this can never happen to our country ever again. Yep. So that's the attack on Trump. That is a that you you can argue that I do get what he's mm-hmm. saying. The tough thing that that, that Trump you know, struggles with in his whole life. He's an egomaniac. Trump admitting he's wrong on something. Oh no, never. You agree with that only only to a point? What's that? You agree with that only to a point? No, because the point that I I I get why it Dude, I'm a big Trump guy. Big Trump guy. Big right. Go mute yourself. No. No 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 at the time nobody knew at the time of COVID any of this stuff. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to the quote unquote expert like, hey, you're the expert. Yeah, no, I know. I got that. Know that the expert was in bed and is the one who created this thing. So you can't look back four years, five years later, be like, hey, this guy messed up the whole thing. He trusted Fauci. Yeah, we all know Fauci's bad now. But at the time, you turn to the expert. I don't, I don't hold that against Trump. You're, you're right to a point. But way before he was out, we were on to him, and he was too, and he knew it. Of course, but at the time, like at the time, shut. The biggest thing is like the shutdown. What's he holding against Trump? At the time, they were had death death counters everywhere. The world's collapsing. The, this, that, the other. I'm he not. was doing what the experts like. I do not hold that against him. So for him to, to pretty much allude to that right now, the Sanders, I think that's weak. But I think it's a good move if you want to hurt Trump. I don't think and it's I weak. Oh, right. Weak. And I and I think one of the reasons why this is good is DeSantis kind of seems legitimately mad in this, which I think has been one of the problems with DeSantis is that he yeah, comes across and fake. really fake and disingenuous. And I don't necessarily think that that's true about him. I mean. People have liked him in his life. He was like the captain of his baseball team at Yale. Nobody had a bad word to say about him. He He's supposedly a great guy. But I think sometimes, and this is part of why Trump is popular, is that people want their politicians to get a little angry and to get a little upset and that it shows you who they really are and to not always be like calm and under control. That's one of the reasons I think one of Nikki Haley's best moments that she'll never repeat because her consultants have drilled it out of her is when she called Vivek a scumbag in the middle of that (laughs) debate for mentioning her daughter. Like, let's go. He should have been. And he didn't want to alienate Trump voters, and I get it, but he should have been tougher on the Trump mistakes of the Trump presidency from the get-go. Yeah. He tried I mean, to appease both sides, and it ended mm-hmm. up killing him. Yeah, and I I don't think that's even what the Trump voters necessarily want. They don't want somebody who's going to, you know, pussyfoot around, not trying not to upset them and not say anything that's going to make them mad. They want somebody who's going to tell them how they really feel. Yeah, and what you always going to get from the uh, orange man, for better or worse. Um, so I, I think he's the mouthpiece right now. I know it sounds crazy. Put that in the back of your mind. You'll, you'll Maybe you'll start to see it. Or maybe I could be disproven pretty quickly. But let's go to the mouthpiece for Trump, which is Vivek. Great, great video. Pretty long. I'll play the whole thing. But we'll play. I'll tell you one. 
ask you about something that you said at the debate last week. You used the phrase inside job to describe what happened on January 6th. The next day, Capitol rioter Alan Hosteller uh, highlighted your comments at his sentencing. He is going to prison for 11 years. Hosteller threatened members of Congress. He brought a hatchet, knives, pepper spray, stun batons, tactical gear to the U.S. Capitol. Are you concerned that a convicted felon like that is now promoting your comments in court? So here's my concern, Abby. And I want to tell you guys where I'm at. If you had told me, it's close to three years ago that January 6, 2021 happened. If you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world. When I was great. I was consuming passive media, but was focused on my world of developing medicines. If you had told me that January 6 was in any way an inside job, the subject of Never government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. All right, pause it right Fringe here. Conspiracy theory nonsense. comments. I agree with what Vivek is saying here. That's This guy's probably, if you have that much money, you're plugged into everything, but you're reading, you're seeing with your own eyes, you're hearing reports, and people are reconfirming what they want you to know. All right, this is, you know, all these people, Trump supporters, uh, police were attacked. That is the message. Don't look any any deeper. So then he gets into it now, and the person, this is on CNN, she is plugged in. If you gave a true serum, she knows, but she knows enough to where she can try to shoot it down and keep keep the narrative going. And now you can see Vivek start to say the quiet things out loud. And I like Vivek because I don't know if any other candidate would do this and actually say what he's about to say. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19, about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. You can go straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation. I do love that this is on CNN. Collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's shameful. If, if I may finish this, here, here it is. Just, here she is. I, come gonna, come control. Put out the fire. She can't. Because, because I know this, that the establishment were, doesn't approve of this message. I know that this, there were federal but we should agents. be able to talk about this. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents. This is important to talk about. I hate when the friggin' news does this and shows their bias. Let him speak and let him bury himself no, if you think he's wrong. Because she, because they know he's right and they can't let this narrative get out there, so they try to put out the fire, but he won't let the fire go out. That makes it look worse. Let him come on. Let him say what he's going to say and make him out to be like a crazy person. That's a better option. Yeah, I, I guess you could take that angle, but the chief obviously has a mouth, you know, someone in her ear saying, "Hey, shut him up, shut him up, shut him up." And she knows what to say. She knows this is probably coming, and she has her little bullet points to counteract them. And this is how they have this back and forth, which it looks like they've had like a thousand times before. Played a little longer. Federal agents in the crowd on, on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January so, 6th. So why before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, yep. they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say how many So you're saying were. that there's no, that you have not seen evi- any evidence so that we've there seen were. Multiple, and so we've seen multiple informants suggesting that there were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asked. Is there any evidence? May I, may I just, may I just there, finish me, this well, and then you can come back and question me. Well, let me clarify. I know it's very uncomfortable for you. So you get the idea here. Yeah, and the truth is we don't really need proof that there were federal agents because any right wing movement like the Proud Boys, like mm-hmm. um, QAnon. QAnon, the um what's the one with the three is it like three percenters or something like that? There's like all these Patriots different kicker. Groups. Right. There's all these different Patriot groups front. and they all they 
all are like 50% federal agents and informants. They all are. That's just how the, these the group that tried to get Gretchen because the, Right. The, there <laughs> were more federal agents working on that plot than there were uh, regular people plotting yeah. it. Right. And they do instigate and they do get people to do stuff that they uh, wouldn't otherwise do. I'm not saying that there weren't right wing people in that crowd that thought they were going to like take over the government or something, but they were probably being led there by some federal agents because that's the way all these right wing things work out to be They're They all have federal informants involved in them. Yeah. And I think they're the ones that started this. I think that's why the Capitol police moved. And if you have that many people there, if we have, if that's like a little, a little group of 23 people, no one goes in there, but if you have hundreds of thousands of people, all you need is 1% of the hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you have four or five, 600 people inside the Capitol being led in there. Cause they're, they're followers, not leaders. Right. That's all this was. And now these people are being imprisoned way too long. And when you, when they asked them that simple question, I forget who it was that was under oath. And he said, were there any? He goes, I can't answer that question. No, we are answering the question. The answer right. is yes, and you don't want to be held accountable for it. And everyone knows it. The biggest thing that should drive people absolutely insane is not the student loan forgiveness, although that is maddening, is the fact that our tax dollars <laughs> go to these three-letter agencies to to carry out, make make like the right wing, make old Americans look like the bad guys. Like, stop a, stop a, stop a shooter before it happens. Stop terrorism. This is what you guys are spending your time on. Like the videos of the Patriot Front that we mentioned before. It is the fakest thing. These bunch of white guys, the matching uniforms, mm-hmm. hop out of a, of, a, of a U-Haul. And then the news like half-assed kind of c- c- covers it. Because like, hey, like this is not going to fly. This- it's people, well, right. it's people say- built like me marching in formation. With it's disgusting. Not to say some of them aren't gullible people who really believe this stuff, who are being led on. Because like you say, they're followers, not leaders. But a lot of times these things would never happen in a million years without the involvement of federal agents in these groups. Mm -hmm. Or the the random piles of bricks and stuff at at potential riots. How that always always happens. So I'll give Vivek credit here. I might be the only one here. I think he's the only one who will go on there and fight that hard. And be able to have that good of a back and forth. I don't think DeSantis would do it. I think DeSantis I would. Haley would do it. I think DeSantis would bring it up, and then he would have caved in the the cross yeah, he examination. Would have that hard. He, right. he would make a little point to so say, "Hey, I said this," but he wouldn't actually have the back and Correct. forth. And the you know the anger behind his words. Well, Vivek is saying, but, "I think we don't I want think, to say." But I think DeSantis would actually dismantle some of those agencies if DeSantis were actually Correct. president, because he would actually use yeah. the levers of no, power to do it. Whereas I think Trump's going to get in there and not really do it once again. He's more of a doer than like a speaker. He stinks at speaking and being on stage. Right. Oh, like, he's, it's awful. he's absolutely terrible at speaking. But I had a few other things I want to get into, but we went over a 45 minute mark. So maybe we'll be back next week. Uh, maybe not. I, I Like I said, I think we're going to have a Christmas miracle with old Jerry boy. So... I think, I think- Possible. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you guys for listening. And we maybe we'll talk to you guys again. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com listen.